everyone, welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Breezy. And I'm BJ and we're community group leaders here at RCC. Yeah, if you're new with us, uh, go ahead and look at the link below. Uh, if you click on that, it'll take you to rccsunday.com for you to get connected here. And before we get into our sermon, we have a huge announcement. December 24th at 3 p.m. at Ripon High School, we have our Christmas Eve service. Invite everyone you know and let's all celebrate together. Thank you. Behold, the star that they had seen, when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with the joy at the harvest. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In all our affliction, I am overflowing with joy, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Erica and I'm one of the pastors here. Here we are in week three of Advent and today we are going to light the third candle. And this is the candle of joy. In this Christmas season, you know, you know how many days there are till Christmas? I don't know, whatever day you're listening to this, but for me, today is Wednesday, so there's 16 days left. Now, even when I say that out loud, even though like I knew I was going to say it, it gives me that feeling of dread in my stomach. Like, what? It's only 16 days away? Advent, this time of preparation, is meant for us to be able to calm down. It's meant for us to be able to prepare inside of ourselves to celebrate Christ. How's that going for you? For me, I gotta be honest, not so good. For me, Advent is like, Decorating, shopping, wrapping, planning, scheduling, baking, cooking, stressing, so many things. And sometimes it feels like the shepherds came and said, Fear not, for today I bring you tidings of great stress, which shall be to all people. So, no matter where you are today, I want you to think about this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your happiness right now? Let's take it a step further, actually. I'm going to ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your joy? You know, every single person, no matter who you are or what you're doing, we all want to be happy. We all are just pursuing this happiness and joy goal. 
But if this is our goal, then why in the world does it seem so hard sometimes? Have you ever met someone who just oozes with joy? There's a woman here at church, her name is Sherry, and, and every time I see her, she has a smile on her face, she has really amazing, positive things to say. I know her life isn't perfect, she knows it too. And I'm telling you, this woman, it comes out of her. She hugs you, and she hugs you like she means it. The joy from her soul spills into mine. And if you know her, I bet you, you've experienced her joy too. As a pastor, it's proper for me to stand here today and tell you that true joy can only be found in having a personal relationship with Jesus. True joy is found by trusting God, believing in Him, and His Spirit will fill you with joy. Sounds easy enough, doesn't it? But the truth is, it's really not that easy. I wish it was. You see, believing isn't quite enough. We need to trust fully that what God says is true and then we gotta put it into practice. Happiness, it's a feeling, it comes and goes. It's like a reaction to something. One minute, you're feeling really great and the next minute, you're back into your daughter's car. Yep, I did that last Saturday. But joy, joy's different. Joy is a focus, it's a state of being. It's something that we have on the inside of us. It's something that no matter what happens in our circumstances and things around us, joy has the ability to connect bad things to meaning and purpose. Joy is an experience in being able to feel pleasure and feel beauty that is all around you every second of every day. There is another woman here at church and she's on my chaplain team. So I communicate with her quite often. And the past few years, she's been battling some really tough back pain. She's scheduled to have her second back surgery at uh, the end of this month. And, and every day is about a nine on the pain scale for her. And a few weeks ago, she found out she has breast cancer. I was chatting with her last Sunday and, and I said, how are you doing? And she said, you know, I'm trusting God in all of this. So it's not that I don't cry or freak out sometimes or, or I get really scared, but she said, Erica, I'm already seeing so many little blessings in the midst of all this hard. And honestly, it was as if when I was speaking to her, I saw flashing lights saying like, I picked her, I picked her, I picked her. It was like God had these neon lights shining on her. And I said this to her, I'm like, I just have to tell you this as you're talking to me, I feel like God is like shining these lights on you and, and he wants you to know. And she said, I know that he picked me and I'm happy about it and I'm ready. This, this is true joy. This true joy comes from knowing that God is for you, God is beside you and God is loving you. And this is the type of joy that doesn't easily fade when you face tough stuff. This joy, it doesn't mean you won't suffer. It doesn't mean that you won't be scared or angry or sad, but it's, the trust that you have in God that gives you hope that no matter what your outcome, you're not alone and you're going to be okay. And also, there's going to be purpose in your pain. Jesus says this to his disciples in John 16, 22. He says, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take your joy away. Jesus said it to them 
and he says it to you and he says it to me. God's presence makes it possible to have joy even when our journey is difficult. No problem can change it. No person can prevent it. Only you can do that. How many of you participate in Elf on the Shelf? I know some, he visits some houses and, and doesn't visit others, and I don't quite know the reason why that is, but he comes to our house and every single morning, my youngest son Edison, he's seven, he wakes up and Elfie is the first thing on his mind. Where is he? What did he do today? He's so excited to see him and find him. And me? It makes me super joyful filled. It fills me with joy to see this excitement in him. He is out of bed faster than he's ever been any time the other, uh, other bazillion days of the week I have to wake him up other times of the year. But this got me thinking, you know, isn't this exactly how we should wake up every morning? Because we have the power of Christ inside of us, we too, we should be so excited to say, oh, you know what God did yesterday? I can't wait to see what he's gonna do today. The anticipation, the expectancy, the wonder, the joy, the hope, all of it. And here's the other thing, Edison, he's so excited to tell everybody about what Elfie had done that day. We? We should be just as excited to share all the things God does for us with the people we're around every day too. As a parent, it brings me so much joy to see my son so happy and so excited, so eager. I can't help but imagine God, my father. I can't help but imagine how much joy and excitement he feels when we're happy and we're excited because of what he is doing, because of his grace, his love, just because he is beside us. I look at my Jesus Calling devotional every morning, and if you've never experienced Jesus Calling, I highly recommend getting it. But one of my devotions from this week was perfect, and it said this, what I search for in my children is an awakened soul that thrills to the joy of my presence. I created mankind to glorify me and enjoy me forever. I provide the joy. Your part is to glorify me by living close to me. That's it. That's what this is all about. Joy is God's dream for us. Joy is God's gift for us. It says this in John 15, 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Finding this joy doesn't start with a change in your circumstances, but it starts with a change in you. Now, I'm assuming that you're listening to this sermon and, and you are trying your best to love God and you're trying your best to trust him, but the reality of it is many of us are still facing some really difficult days and, and finding joy in them can still be really hard. So I'm gonna offer you some tips today. I'm gonna give you three things you need to stop doing if you want more joy. And then I'm gonna give you four things you can do if you wanna have more joy. So let's get started. Number one, you gotta stop being so controlling. When you're constantly fighting for control in every aspect of your life, joy is hard to find. The answer to the control is to trust. Trust that God is with you. Trust that what he says is true. Surrender your control and give it to God. All right, number two. Stop living in the past. 
Do you know anyone that doesn't have any regrets? I don't. We all have them. Every one of us. The past can't be changed, so forget it and move on. If you don't believe me, listen to what it says in Philippians 3.13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I know that I'm still not all I should be, but I'm focusing all my energy on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So forgive yourself. Just do it already. If you're holding on to something from your past, it's holding you back from experiencing joy today. And if you're having trouble with this, ask God to help you. He will. All right, number three, stop looking at everyone else. You have to stop comparing yourself to others. What is she wearing? Where are they going on vacation? What are they doing? What does he think of me? What did she just say about me? Well, all, the, 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 all these things. No one's life is what it seems. You gotta trust me on this one. The way people portray themselves online or even to your face, more than likely you are not seeing the whole picture. And, and this is something, this quote is something you have to remember. What other people think of you is none of your business. So stop looking around because you won't find joy there. So those are the things you need to stop doing. Here are the things you need to start doing. Now, I understand maybe you're going to be good at some of these things and some of these you're not. So just pick one and do your best. The first, laugh. Have fun. God tells us to be happy or joyful more times in scripture than any other command. Did you know that? Psalm 37, four says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Make a list. What do you like to do for fun? If you're listening to this right now and you can't think of things you like to do for fun, you got a problem. Make a list. Don't wait any longer and start doing them. And then, you know, when was the last time you really laughed? I mean, actually laughed out loud. Psalm 126, 2 says, Our mouths are filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. I found this statistic that says a child laughs 400 times a day on average, and an adult, 15. 15 seems like a lot to me. I think I have a problem. I think I need to laugh more. Laughing feels good and laughing is good for us. Now, the second thing you can do to have more joy, be present. In counseling other people, I work with a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. And, and when I walk them through something like this, the first thing I tell them to do when they're feeling like things are out of control is to focus on their senses. So I want you to do that with me right now. Look around. What do you see? Take a deep breath. What does that feel like? How does your body feel in this moment? What do you hear? What do you smell? And what can you touch? I want you to touch some things around you. Look around, look at the colors. What do you see? What is going on and how does it feel? feels good, doesn't it? It feels good to be present. Me, I'm a single mom. And with that, the, the fact of my life is I am not with my kids 100% of the time. And that is super, super hard for me. 
But when I'm not with them, I have a choice. I can wish to be with them and I can focus on the fact that they're not with me and I can be miserable or I can look around and I can be thankful and happy and I can see the people and the fun right in front of me. When I choose to be present, it brings me joy every single time. Number three, you can be thankful. There is always something to be thankful for. Last night, my power went out and I thought to myself, it was out for three or four hours and I thought to myself, when is the last time I thank God for heat or water or being able to turn on a light switch? Acknowledge your blessings and gifts and I promise it will bring your joy into focus. Number four, give. Give, give, and give some more. Giving brings joy. Have you ever felt crappy after doing something good for someone else? Not me, never. Why is Christmas considered the most wonderful time of the year? It's because we give. We're paying for other people's meals, we're serving in food banks, we're donating gifts and food to people in need, we're buying gifts, we're giving gifts. Tis the season for giving. Giving brings joy. Now, it shouldn't just be a Christmas. It should be a way of life. If you need some ideas, here are some straight from the Bible. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. Serve one another. Forgive one another. And love one another. What did God do at Christmas? He gave us Jesus. The famous verse, John 3, 16, God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How do we find consistency, lifelong joy in our journey? Here's what the Bible says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that is weighing us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. You see, Jesus, he didn't find joy in the hard things he had to endure. He found joy in the fact that he could trust and rely on his Father, and he found joy in the guaranteed outcome. And you and me, we can too. So you've been given this list of three things to stop doing and then four things you can do so you can have more joy in your life. I don't want you to turn off the sermon and, and feel overwhelmed like, oh, this is so much. I have to laugh more, be present, be thankful, and give. It's just like, it's too much. So just do one. Just start with one. Pick one for this week and use it as your focus. And then maybe next week, pick a different one. Slowly put them into practice one at a time. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 1611, you fill me with joy in your presence. Talk to God about this stuff because just doing that, it's going to give you more joy. 
You know, the lady at church, Sherry, I, I love her smile and her laugh is contagious. And, and when she hugs, she's 100% present. I want to be more like her. And Charlotte, she, she's so thankful for the good things and the hard things in the midst of all of the things she's facing. She continues to give to others. If you could please pray for her in the upcoming weeks as she endures these two surgeries and all of the other health decisions she has, we'd really appreciate it. And you, I have experienced so much joy because of so many of you in our RCC family. Joy is possible every day for each one of us. This joy that we are so desperately searching for day in and day out, it's right in front of you. It is right in front of you. If you want to have more joy, would you, would you pray with me now? And let's ask God to help us together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of your son. Joy to the world like we sing this time of year. God, bring us back into focus. Bring us back into the focus of this season so that we can find joy just in being in your presence. That we can look at the sunrises and know that you are painting the sky just for us. That we can be present in whatever our circumstances are, Lord, and we can be joyful because we have you. We thank you for that, Lord. Help us to see. Give us eyes to see joy like we've never been able to see it before so we can give it away and other people can see it too. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says that God loves a cheerful giver. It goes on to say that when you are generous with others, he will be generous with you. When we look at all that God has given us like it's, like it's a gift, it, it changes the way we see what we have. It can actually then be a joy to give it back to him because we're grateful for what he's given to us. You also need to know that when you're generous with your finances here at RCC, you're not only honoring God, but you're also helping to support the mission and ministries of RCC. The easiest way for you to give would be to simply visit rccsunday.com. From, from there, you can set up a reoccurring gift. It can be weekly or monthly. It can be through your bank account or a debit card or a credit card. Also, feel free to drop off a check at our downtown location at 155 State Street. There's a mail slot in the front entrance and you can drop it off right there. Keep up the awesome work and remember to be the church this week.